Content Academy is made possible by Bermuda Triangle Airlines. Have you ever wanted to just get away? I mean, we all have, right? Yeah. Yeah, every day. From one time, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, from one time to another, we all just want to get away, but also, yes, every day. Uh, you can actually earn points with Bermuda Triangle Airlines by using your El Dorado Financial Holdings gold card that we talked about last week. So, nice. some kind of frequent flyer miles thing going on there. Uh, although I, I can imagine that you just you build up miles and then use them once because well they only sell one-way tickets that's another thing about it so it's kind of like you just have to get a lot and then use them yeah so i don't know it seems to be working out fine for them uh so yeah that's bermuda triangle airlines and contrary to popular popular belief or it's just a common misconception it's not, it doesn't, like, just take you to Bermuda Triangle, the Bermuda Triangle, and then drop you off there. It, it, uh, you go, well, there are airports all over the world. Right, yeah. That's the thing about airports. They're everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So you get on the plane. That, that's the one thing about airports yeah. that really sticks they out. They are everywhere. Mind. When I think yeah. of airports, I think they're everywhere. Exactly. So there are actually airports everywhere. However, mm-hmm. you do always get taken through the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, so, okay. And that is why. Well, that's how you, that's how you get away. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, if you yeah. were trying to fly um, from like San Francisco to London, you would first have to go to Barbados. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. You're not really trying. You wouldn't really be trying to go to San Francisco or wherever. <laughs> It's okay. just if you want to get away. Oh, and I want to be very specific yeah, and then, about. And then yeah. Fingers crossed, you end up in you know San Francisco, and then double fingers. Crossed if you want to go there, San Francisco, like nineteen fifty-two. Hey, yeah, exactly. You know? Well, I want to be know. very yeah. I want to be very clear with what I'm saying because uh, Bermuda Triangle Airlines they did give us this ad. They they were very nice, but they said specifically not to use, and it's a word that it's kind of like. Uh, it starts with the opposite of appear (laughs) yeah exactly yeah i can't use that word or we can't and we can't use it's kind of a similar word but it's like when you're when your picture shows up on the side of a milk crate you are this yes if you know what (laughs) i mean so after you do laundry one of your socks is always this this yeah exactly uh or like if you get married and you're a girl, you are this with ing added. In. <laughs> so, well, I guess that if you're not married and you're a girl, right? There right. You know. Okay. Yeah. Alex but, doesn't really know how marriage works. So no, right. never have. Uh, and never will. Yeah. So, ouch. Today. <laughs> today, broadcasting from the Content Academy Mobile Command Center, we have Josh and I. What's up? And calling in, we have Georgia. Uh, Josh took my line. Oh, man. Use well, a new one. This is the uh, kind of situation we've been going with for the past, who knows how many episodes, 15 or something, with Georgia yeah. calling in. It's a, it's good. We've, it works. It's a, it's a good system. Uh, and, of course, Georgia doesn't have to get up and go anywhere. 
but yeah. we do we do miss her having her around. And we are still in decon. Yeah, exactly. Uh, still in Montana or wherever we were yeah. last week. <laughs> Dinosaur bones in Montana. Yeah. You know, it all looks the same up there, so I don't. Pretty much. Big sky. I mean, one is a desert yeah. and one has mountains. Yeah. yeah. This is God's country. Exactly. That's right. So, um, Josh, do you want to say it or do you want me to? Uh, I think we have some headlines. <laughs> oh, okay. See, I usually I usually phrase it as a question. But this is all this your is, jurisdiction is, right now. This is my show. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have a choice in it. All in right. The, so, in the matter. Okay. yep. Uh, these are uh, these are some headlines this week. What do you say? How? Here, I'll throw you a bone. What do you say we get into some headlines? Yes, that sounds okay. great. Last week, protesters in Portland reported several people being gathered up in unmarked vans by unidentified government agents. Man. Actually, though, the vans weren't unmarked. They said free candy on the side. Sneaky. <laughs> oh, our, okay. Our mommies and daddies always tell us. <laughs> so that's a little bit... Yeah. So that's like they changed, they tweaked something with a headline. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so it's important to note... Well, I spot-checked these headlines. Oh, okay, that's, that's cool. It's yeah. important to note when Josh does the headlines go right into the politics yep <laughs> this is this isn't tech news yep yeah we <laughs> we go woke here <laughs> yeah uh kanye west announced his presidential bid a few weeks ago then mm. recently changed his mind and oh. uh decided he wasn't actually running oh kind of like how i changed my mind after <laughs> trying to listen to yeezus the first time. <laughs> Track one, black skinhead, is a bit of a big ass. <laughs> big ass. It's one of those things where, dude, it gets good around track eight, and right. you have to skip one and four. I actually do kind of like it more now, but it is kind of mm. one of his more abrasive projects. For I sure. see. Yeah, for sure. Microsoft and Sony are gearing up to release the pricing for their new consoles, rumored mm. to be around five hundred dollars. Mm, okay. For more budget-conscious gamers, I recommend buying one of those shampoo bottles with the air bubbles and the rings you have to fit on the pegs. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely a cheaper alternative. <laughs> I mean, have Plus, they? Yeah. Gamers are, tend to be kind of smelly too. That's true. So you could yeah. use the shampoo. Uh, is the dolphin? Did the, has has the dolphin company whatever? Have they released? Are they waiting to release their price too? Dolphin. They, it's a dolphin game, right? You get it on the noses of the dolphins, or is that a different version? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I can't remember that. They've one. probably updated it since then. Well, there's always the Sonic the Hedgehog one. Yeah. Uh huh. Where it's rings. Obviously. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but I think, yeah, maybe there was a dolphin one. Did they release their price or are they kind of waiting? Well, it's kind of a chicken. It's kind of, they're kind of playing chicken with each (laughs) other. All three of them. Because whoever announces first, the other will kind of undercut it. Well, here's the thing. It's hard to imagine that the ring game won't undercut both of them. Well, the shampoo companies could also do like a shampoo light version. Mm, so there's with no shampoo. Like fewer features and oh, but okay. slightly it's less travel expensive. Size. Yeah, it's travel size. <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah. Okay. Plays the same game, but it has fewer features. It's got know? one ring or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Apple announced some new emojis recently, oh, including a ninja, boomerang, and bubble tea. Hmm. I'm still waiting on that Santa Fe GP40 diesel locomotive emoji. <laughs> well, they have a few trains on there, but yeah, they're but not, not the Santa Fe GP40. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. 
bubble tea. Wow. Yeah, that's weird. That's so relevant. To regional. My life. Yeah. Very regional. Mm-hmm. Huh. Wow. All right. So that's it for headlines. Wow. Yeah. It was a good news week. Do you want to do them next week too? Mm, maybe half and half. Okay. We could. You're, each... you're kind of more into the tech news sector. Okay. Okay. So I'll do tech news. <laughs> yeah. And then you can do what? Well, um, well, I Politics. might cover like the political side. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we can do that. that <laughs> it's the political correspondent. Yeah. Okay, cool. I just wanted to give you, if you wanted a chance to yeah. spend all week writing them. Right. <laughs> Maybe I will use the entire week next time to write them. I mean, it's not a big deal. I'm just saying if you want, you no, can do fine. it again and have more prep time. Because <laughs> you did, those are great. <laughs> and you wrote them in like five minutes. <laughs> No, I didn't. So, well, here's the thing. This is where the confusion lies. It takes me all week. Like <laughs> mine. So, <laughs> okay. Possibly a little bit of jealousy there. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, today's episode, thank you for the headlines, Josh. You're welcome. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different because we have Josh doing the headlines, uh, and Josh will do the corner later. Mm hmm. We also have two different reports because I have the mermaid report. Yes. And Georgia has her Georgia report. So, Georgia, would you like to go first? Um, well. Or do you want I me to go we, first? It's up to you. Yeah, I think you should go first because we're all waiting to hear, you know, we need to like oh. close, we need to tie up Atlantis here with the mermaids. Okay. Yeah, we're I agree. Really, we're, also, know, we're also tying up the Atlantis Adventure trilogy of Mad That's, yeah, okay. That's true. Today. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay, so, well, okay. Well, thank you, Georgia. You're welcome. And now, it's time for the Mermaid Report? <laughs> <laughs> so, two episodes ago, we got in, into a little bit of a heated discussion, almost, about why mermaids became associated with the lost city of Atlantis. It was a lengthy digression. And yeah, aside. exactly. It was yeah. more of a lengthy digression and aside than a heated discussion. Heated discussion is more like an argument. Yeah, we weren't we weren't arguing. We were just passionate about the source material. Josh, arguing would be more like uh, us. Our, um, no, they our, weren't. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That would be more like our discussion about Dinotar. Yes. And who would win? Yeah, exactly. Dinotar or slash slash Kopaka, Alaskan death worm or whatever. Well, we did that too. Oh yeah, and the Kopaka, the Bionicle. Yeah. Man, speaking yeah. of digressions. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the middle of one right now. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, two two weeks ago, Josh brought up that mermaids were part of sailor folklore, derived from sailors seeing manatees, and just you see strange things in general. General, when you've been on a boat for months and months, I imagine. I believe my exact phrasing was like. Mermaids are to sailors as UFOs yeah. are to pilots. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. We started talking about how typically when you think of Atlantis, you think, or at least I think, mermaids, hey, mermaids live there. Yeah. Hey, hey, mermaids live there. <laughs> and we discussed this idea that there are two different versions of Atlantis in your in pop culture, I suppose. There's the super advanced civilization that got wiped out by a natural disaster that... Uh, Forgive me if I get this wrong. Plato talked about. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, and then there's this uh, just underwater city where Aquaman lives is called Atlantis as well. Right. And in the DC Comics universe, it just was kind of always underwater. 
So we left that episode with the question, why are the two connected, mermaids and Atlantis? Is it simply because they both involve water? Well, I think that I have an answer. As is common knowledge, a mermaid is a mythical being typically portrayed as having the upper body of a female human and the lower body of some kind of giant fish. Uh, This is is interesting. Mermaid folklore is kind of similar to dragon folklore in that several different cultures came up with the idea independently. Oh, that means it's true. Exactly. (laughs) Specifically Europe, Asia, and Africa. There were also the sirens of Greek mythology. Oh, you could think of that yeah. as a Man, so you got into like an ancient aspect to it. That makes it more true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So far before sailors or uh, people like Christopher Columbus said, hey, those are, hey, those are mermaids in the water. <laughs> they look like people pretty much. Yeah. And they're swimming and they have fishtails, so they're mermaids. Long before that there were several different cultural depictions of whether they're water spirits of some kind. They typically look like mermaids, though. Because mm-hmm. the thing about ancient cultures and typ- and just people in general is they make human versions of a lot of stuff. Oh, so yeah, that makes sense. They're like, well, mm-hmm. a water spirit is like a person. Oh, but they need to swim, so they'll just have the lower body of a fish. Yeah. Because they don't walk, obviously, so they swim. Mm-hmm. They, they swim, so they have the lower body of a fish. Interestingly enough, uh, I searched all over the internet and didn't find anybody asking the same question that I was. Why are the two connected, Atlantis and mermaids? So then I started thinking about, okay, where did I even get this idea that mermaids live in Atlantis? Well, I can think of, we talked about the Tom Hanks movie, where he's in love with a mermaid. Splash. Yeah, Splash. Splash. And at the end, spoilers, they swim off to Atlantis. However, uh, at the end of that movie, nobody says, hey, let's go to Atlantis. They just see the city. So it's just an underwater city. Oh, okay. Okay, so what else involves mermaids? Uh, Aquaman, Aquaman, though he does live in Atlantis, is not a mermaid. Right. He's just a guy with superpowers. I guess he's a demigod. Yeah, he has legs. Uh, in Disney's The Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. I thought that this would be, be my smoking gun here. And we oh, talked yeah. about it a little bit last week. Okay. In Disney's Little Mermaid, they live in a city called Atlantica. Oh. It's not called Atlantis. I didn't know that. And it's called Atlantica yeah. because, wait for it, it's in the Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. Well, so is Atlantis. <clears throat> That's true. Theoretically. But didn't you say That's that true. like it's kind of unclear what name came from... Which name came from which? Well, oh, yeah. so Atlantis was named after Atlas, but then so was the Atlantic Ocean, I think. So they're both named from the same named after Atlas thing. Same. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also remember there was this, I'm trying to think about all the mermaid uh, media that I could. I remember that there was this TV show uh, called H2O. Mm-hmm. Where there was like three teenage girls were mermaids. Yeah. So I researched that. But turns out in that show, they just turn into mermaids. Uh Uh, They don't come from Atlantis Atlantis or anything. So nobody, there's no mention of any mermaid lore in that show. So H2O is basically like animorphs, but halfway. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. And only one animal. (laughs) And only one animal. Yeah. Yeah, in that show, they don't mention Atlantis at all. It's just, oh, you gotta 
I don't know. They go to school or something, and it's not. It's not even mermaid school or anything. School. Yeah, because they're fish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I couldn't find any mentions of mermaids being connected to Atlantis whatsoever in any kind of folklore or pop culture. So I literally just made it up last week. <laughs> so, so this is this is uh, one of those Mandela effect things, isn't it? Well, that's what kind of spurred me to think about. We were before the mics turned on. We were talking about the Mandela effect, but it's. I think it's more of a misconception than anything. Because, well, we talked about this last week, how people don't think that if you're a person, you live in New York. We were talking about how Atlantis is just the big city mm-hmm. of the ocean. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, right. So, like, if you're, if you're a mermaid, there's, like, a 90% chance you live in Atlantis. <clears throat> yeah, but exactly. But cities than just Atlantis. Exactly. The only thing, and I mean the only thing that I could find connecting Atlantis and mermaids is... Uh, several websites that sell like Magica items. Okay. So think crystal balls. Yeah. What's that thing you ground up stuff to make potions with? Mortar pestle. Exactly. Mortar pestle. Yeah. <laughs> Man, both quick on the Gotta draw. Be a bit that quicker one. than that. <laughs> well, it was the delay from Discord. <laughs> latency. Yeah. Yeah, it was a latency. Uh, typically those websites that sell magical products have kind of a lore page and they'll say mermaids they reclaimed atlantis after it sunk. oh i like that but also those yeah. websites always talk about how they're there right now oh okay <laughs> <laughs> so not only was atlantis 100 percent real which is already as you say a big ask yeah <laughs> there are mermaids living there right now and they're also yeah, real they reclaimed it i yeah, also exactly. heard that it's actually kind of counterintuitive, but like, the more people live in the greater Atlantis metro area than, oh. than Atlantis proper. Oh, I see. Okay, that makes, that sense. makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Suburb of I also thought it was it's interesting how like, you know how like whales move their tails up and down, but oh, fish yeah. move their tails left and right. Uh-huh. Okay. I feel like normally mermaids are portrayed as moving their tails up and down. Yeah. Even though they're uh-huh. fish tails. Is it a size well, thing? Know they're part mammal true right but it's definitely a fish tail right i think it's about how well i guess a shark is roughly mermaid size and they go side to side don't they Mm -hmm. all fish do yeah okay yeah yeah because whales are mammals uh, observation josh thank you i thought so too yeah well (laughs) that's why he said it (laughs) yeah so i said it (laughs) i mean it's are we done here I mean, mer just means like sea, not necessarily fish. So they could technically, like, if they if they were real, that's true. they could have like they, alien. That's true. Know, that's true. I, I feel like a, a more. I mean, if we're trying to go like realistic, scientific, here, like if if Christopher Nolan made a mermaid movie, yeah, he would probably right. make it like a human with a whale-like tail. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And, you know, now that you say if Christopher Nolan were to make a movie, every time he hears that, he immediately starts working. <laughs> he immediately so goes into pre-production, yeah. calls up... Um, um, That's so funny. His, his acting crew. He calls up yeah. Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Says, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll play Mermaid. So, the... <laughs> Whatever it is you want me to be in this movie, I'll do it. <laughs> so, the answer... The answer is that last week I just got carried away in the discussion and I made it up. 
That's now the most satisfying answer we'll get. Yeah, it was ultimately a fruitful discussion. So I, I was, yes. yeah, I just, I don't know, misrelated the two. Uh, however, I have always thought that there should be some kind of young adult book series about mermaids, similar to Harry Potter or Percy Jackson, uh, and oh. still an adventure series, but aimed at girls. Yes. So it's not romance like the Twilight series. Right. But it's about mermaids and mermaid lore. So, Georgia, if you want to maybe brainstorm that. Yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. No, I... I yeah, I'll produce it. Cool. Producing, Producing a book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> She'll yeah. publish it. No, 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 no. No. Netflix. I'm just gonna get oh, straight to... Okay. Straight to yeah. a show. That's probably the best option, honestly. Yeah. They'll green I mean, anything. think about it. This yeah. could be like an original, you know, exactly. property here unexplored it's a new ip pitch it as harry potter but mermaids yeah the flying sinker unintended <laughs> well, that's kind of i could see that as harmful and offensive to mermaid culture but okay <laughs> I mean, we're still learning Produce, producer hat maybe tilda swinton for the mermaid queen okay oh. pretty good hmm. i like it i uh, like it Okay, well, Maybe. that's... Okay, Josh, you can executive Jesus. produce this, okay. Can I get an EP credit? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for that. Just for okay, sweet. Cool. Suggesting cool. Swinton. Honestly, people have been made EP for less. That's true. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it for the Mermaid Report. Georgia, do you want to kind of take that and run with it and also completely change races? <laughs> completely change years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, Georgia. Here's right, the baton. So, yeah. So, this report is about another city. We're uh -huh. talking about the lost city of Z. Mm -hmm. So, I kind of want to start off right off the bat of uh, kind of comparing this to Colorado, <clears throat> tying that in. Yeah. Also, because um, so they're kind of the same, thought to be kind of the same region, South America. Um, okay. And a lot of times the legends of the two cities are sort of uh, conflated with each other um, and hmm. even thought to be the same. Okay. Um, but they are they are different ones, and I'll kind of tie this up again later in the report as well, kind of on what makes them different. But um, the Lost City of Z is a legendary city believed to exist by amateur archaeologist Percy Fawcett. Hmm. Um, he believed it to be located in Brazil's Mato Grosso jungle area. Hmm, okay. Um, a big difference here is also that Fawcett wasn't after gold. He was after knowledge. Um, hmm. And a lot of people thought he was crazy. That's what they that all say. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, though, and like, this is something he wrote about a lot, that people thought he was nuts. Huh. Because he's he wasn't doing it for money. He just he wanted the knowledge. Yeah. Um, he so was we already a had photographer, money. Yeah. right? Well, well, I mean, he did okay for himself. I'm he just was kidding. A war hero. Oh, he was okay. A skilled cartographer. He cool. was a bit racist, also. Oh, you know, okay. as, as most people were, I think, in the yeah. 1920s. Percy Fawcett um, is over. Great <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah. cancel culture. He's so canceled. Yeah. But um, no, he was he was racist <clears throat> in the way that he thought any advanced civilization um, 
in South America must have been European in origin. And that was a pretty widely held for the time. Um, Really? I I had no idea. So they thought like people had already been over there from Europe and started civilization. Right. Hmm. Right. Because um, they hear all these legends and then go, and then these explorers would go meet the people living there, the tribes and see, you know, at that point in the 1900s, these tribes had already been wiped out and partially decimated by Mm. years of disease by European explorers. So by the Mm. time they meet them, they're like, there's no way these people could have built these amazing legendary cities. So like, it must be European. Yeah. That's really sad in a way. It really is. It is. Um, And I, that's another kind of thing that I'm going to tie back into. Like not only did they cause it, they also blamed them for it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's rough. But, uh, I will say Fawcett, you know, like when I first first started researching him, because really, honestly, it's reported kind of on Fawcett City, because it's pretty crazy. But, um, the more I researched him, at first I was like, wow, super racist, dude. And then, um, the more I read, he was like kind of contrasted with other explorers at the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, Fawcett had more appreciation for the culture that he contacted versus okay. other people. Okay. Um, so, like, his cultural, his ideas of, you know, if it's advanced civilization, it must be European in origin. It is kind of a product of the time. Yeah. Um, but I will say, like, he was much more respectful of the tribes hmm. that he encountered. So he's possibly as good as you could get back then, maybe. But, yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying to say. Like, Yeah, I see some bad ideas but i think if he were alive today he'd be like yeah he would have come around yeah you know got it but um but i digress yeah um so Fawcett's journey was inspired by a manuscript um, called manuscript 512 held at brazil's national library and stated 1723 and thought to be written by a portuguese banderante which basically means explorer Huh, cool. um, and it told of the pristine ruins of an ancient city. Um, and researchers are kind of believing that this manuscript could have referenced the ruins of a site called Uikukugu mm-hmm. near the Shingu region, or Shingu River, like, headwaters region, um, which is a archaeological site that's this gigantic circle, like, uh, 7,700 square miles. It's a huge circular ancient city with a huh. concentric circle. Pretty amazing. Like, if you look up overhead shots of it, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, so, researchers are thinking maybe this is the Banderantes we're, we're mm-hmm. talking about. Okay. Um, but, uh, so Fawcett has gears turning in his head about, you know, this ancient city. I really couldn't find anywhere how he settled on the name Z. Hmm. For the city, he just kind of plucked that out of thin air. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think just because it sounded cool. Would he have called it well, the last city, the lost city of Zed? Hmm. Ah, uh, you know, maybe about. actually. Well, it probably. Yeah. About it. I feel like I, I I read a reference to that somewhere. Oh yeah. He's uh, Zed, but either way, sounds pretty cool. It yeah. probably came Let's from. Well, they probably used back then, especially lots of treasure maps, and when you're trying to find something on a treasure map i guess that's x never mind well if you kind <laughs> well, of it's turn funny that you bring up maps though okay. actually alex because a lot of maps at the time and like i mentioned uh Fawcett was a cartographer they used a, a z instead of an x time. 
<laughs> to mark a the lot spot. Of the maps of the time actually showed these legendary cities on. Like, oh, really? Maps, hmm. Physical places. Yeah, even though they haven't been like 100% confirmed or anything. That's cool. They were like, it's, it's pretty much yeah. there. They are like, yeah, this is here. Yeah. <laughs> nobody's nobody's going to check this. Yeah. So we're just going to draw that in. It's like clickbait so, maps, basically. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Like, oh, well, you okay. discovered all that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh, that that's was cool. Kind of, that was another kind of sore point for Fawcett, too, is um, he really wanted to discover something that nobody else has discovered. I mean, he really yeah. kind of um, poo-pooed on all of these other, like, cartographers that explored. Yeah. And adventurers who were out to make these discoveries to make them famous, also huh. just wanted to find something amazing. Yeah, which was which was pretty cool. Um, and he led several expeditions into um, the Amazon jungle. And I read uh, a couple accounts of them. And a really good article that I referenced a lot was um, a New Yorker article published in 2005, written by David Graham. And it's the article that the um, movie, The Lost City of Z, was uh, eventually based on. Uh-huh. And the article became a book. Huh. So I think I'll check that out later. Yeah. It was a really, really good read. But uh, definitely laid out how horrible it was to trek through an impenetrable jungle. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So well, in, you had to have a sword, right? To even walk. Yeah. Machete. Yeah. And yeah. Fawcett had, like, this 18-inch long, especially made... Machete. No way, really? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, he's pretty serious. So, um, Fawcett led an ill-fated expedition in 1925. He was 57 years old huh. um, with his 21-year-old son, Jack, and Jack's BFF, Raleigh Rimmel. Mm. Um, and they would send um, correspondences and, like, radio messages out um, during most of the mission. Um, you know, that would be translated to headlines back home and it would gain a lot of popularity. Yeah. Um, but they were declared missing in, uh, 1927. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of people have since then followed, um, in an attempt to like, um, one, find Fawcett and two, find Lost City of Z. Yeah. And turns out (laughs) Fawcett, uh, the trickster on his expedition papers like in his diary wrote the like purposely wrote the wrong coordinates for a lost competition because he knew it was going to be discovered someday he actually wrote down like one of his correspondence one of his um uh like documents that he wrote was like okay we're at dead horse camp so-called because a couple years ago he had to shoot his horse at this camp it's Hmm. camp that he called um he said, we're going to set off in this direction and gave like these coordinates, you know, go on from there. But those were the wrong coordinates. They actually headed in a totally different way. Wow. So a lot of people were thrown off by this. A lot of really crazy people, like I'm talking movie stars, were like <laughs> decided to go into the jungle. There was this one movie star, I forget his name, but it was in the, in the 1930s. And he was like, he was like a star in films where he would play like a rugged explorer hmm. he's like movies aren't good enough for me anymore oh how cool <laughs> is that explorer. and then he came back after a couple years totally unrecognizable huh. skinny and ill wow. and he's like i gotta go back out there and he went back out there again and was never heard from wow. and like stuff like that kept happening people kept going after him and like 
totally disappearing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I guess you was, could call that a plot twist. Good. Yeah. yeah it's like people have disappeared in these jungles. Same. So very, very dangerous. Um, and for a long time, uh, Percy's wife believed he was still alive. And uh, her one remaining son uh, wanted to fund an expedition to go find him as well. Mm. Um, there was even legends like this kid who was supposed to be the child of uh, uh, Jack Fawcett, mm-hmm. the tribe woman, but turns out he was just an albino. Mm. Uh, like it's, it was, it's, it's a crazy, crazy story. It wow. Really is. And so is the movie about, about this? People, I'm sorry. Is the movie about this? I don't know. I, I didn't have time to watch the movie. Okay. But um, I think I'm gonna have to check it out now. To yeah. See what exactly? Goes yeah. on. Plus, it has what's his name, Charlie Hunnam in it, so yeah. I have to watch it. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, it's crazy. And um, some other like cool things I found uh, just in regards to like these ancient legends that made people want to go find these cities of, mm-hmm. you know, a story is um, so these ancient cities that Banderantes or conquistadors or whatever ran into and discovered, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, they were all usually built from organic materials, not like long-lasting stone. They would, mm. be, would have been made out of like wood and um, materials that were going to decay if they're not kept up. Oh, okay. Um, so they'd write all about these incredible cities, and then 500 years later, they're not going to exist, right? Because they're all broken down. Yeah. But the, the legends are still there. So people go into the jungle looking for these legends, and they obviously are not going to find them. Yeah. But with nowadays, like new technology, um, like being able to survey the ground um, in different ways, you can. There's actually been a lot of evidence of these like circular cities where all that's left is like the ring. Hmm. You know, like I was talking about yeah. the Kahuki um, Kugu yeah. site. There yeah. was actually a lot of ancient cities in the Amazon forest, but they've pretty much just been taken over by jungle now. Huh. But they're all there hiding. Wow. But they wouldn't know how to look for them in, like, 1925. Yeah. Because they're looking for, you know, <laughs> European cities. Mm-hmm. Well, now we can just recreate them in the oasis and use our VR technology to explore them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Huh, wow, that's a much better story than El Dorado. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, Fawcett himself dismissed the story of El Dorado as, quote, an exaggerated romance. Oh, love mm, it. Yeah. Yeah, he was totally just, like, put off by it. wonder how he felt and... about Atlantis. <laughs> Probably similar. Probably a <laughs> more know. so. I don't yeah. know. I was interested to hear his take on Atlantis. He thought yeah. it would have been, like, poppycock. We, yeah, <laughs> we should get him as a guest. Oh, rash. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go find him. Well, we gotta find him first. Yeah, he, he That's probably the thought tricky part. He probably thought there was like a Zedlantis. Probably, yeah. Probably. Or Fossidland. Um, Fossidlantis. Stupid. This is kind of neat. And Fossid kind of weirdly predicted this. He was like, first people are going to search for these cities for gold, and then people are going to search for knowledge, and then people are going to be in search of the occult, essentially. To to paraphrase. Oh. Yeah, and now that's exactly what's happening. There yeah. are um, societies really? and um, tours 
as well as expeditions that go out in search of Velocity of Z, which people, these people believe that Velocity of Z is actually a portal hmm. into like this other dimension where there is this fantastic city. And some people believe that like Fawcett like got this, um, yeah. like he actually found it. He made it through. Paradise or yeah. Well, that would explain why he went missing. Right, right. You know what else would explain why he went missing? Leopards. <laughs> I was going to say jungle pythons. Oh, yeah. Both. Yeah. 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 Maybe like yeah, a leopard ate likely. him and then a... Jungle python <laughs> ate, ate a leopard. The... Yeah, yeah right. he has a big leopard-shaped... Yep. Like... Exactly. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Go ahead, Georgia. Honestly, he would, him and his traveling party were most likely killed by natives. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So the last, the last native um, tribe to have contact with them... Um, they were like, okay, do not go to the north because the Suya people will kill you. Man, they yeah. They promise they will kill you. <laughs> I and see. And they actually have an oral tradition that's like still exists to this day where um, it's this like long epic poem essentially where it's like they set off, the, the three white men set off from camp um, mm-hmm. in their village and then they could see the smoke from their fires, um, from their campsite fires for five days after that. And then on the sixth day, they couldn't see fires anymore. And they were like, well, they did. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. They wow. probably died. Mm-hmm. Huh. Crazy stuff. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's what I got. That's cool. Great report. That's interesting. Thanks. It was it was fun researching this one. At first, I thought I wasn't going to have a lot to go on. Cause I was yeah. Like, Oh, this guy's just racist and it's a jungle. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot. But there was a lot there. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh-huh. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, I've always wanted to go to the jungle because I've heard they got fun in games. That, now that's a... Okay. Yeah, that's a song. Well, thank you, Georgia. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> We've got a lot more Content Academy coming up. But first, we need to put on our thinking caps and grab a magnifying glass because we've got a mystery on our hands. Where is this mystery, you ask? Well, where else? (laughs) Other than Puzzle Alley. Okay, so, if you guys want, I have another hourglass puzzle. But if not, I have a puzzle that doesn't involve hourglasses. It involves fruit. What do you think, Georgia? Um, I'm thinking fruit. Now, how about this? Can we do the hourglass one today, Uh but keep the fruit one on deck for next week? Because I am curious about the fruit. Oh, okay. Well, if you you and Georgia can decide. I figured we'd get both of them some way or another. Whether this week or next week. Um, unless it's, it's unless it's one of those like missable collectible. <laughs> Damn, I hate those. Both puzzles. Those. This is the only week. Oh, you didn't able... talk to this person on day seven. Yeah. Oh, exactly. they're gone now. You can't yeah. talk to them yeah. anymore. Yeah. yeah. I was um, thinking more like collectible coins. Oh. Let's do fruit, and then we can maybe do hourglass another time. Okay. okay. Or you can just do both back to back if you speed cool. through the. This fruit. is already a jam. Yeah. If you speed, yeah. yeah. See how quickly if I solve it right away. Solve some fruit. Yeah. You have four closed boxes, each containing a different fruit. There are apples, bananas, carrots, and tomatoes. Now I know what you're thinking. Tomatoes are fruit. 
What Let's move on. <laughs> Aren't carrots vegetables? Yeah. I, uh, well, you know, all four types of food, let's say food, are inside. <laughs> okay. Each box only contains one type of food. You also know that only one of these boxes is labeled correctly. So this is a little similar to the gold medals puzzle. Yeah, this is ringing some bells. What's the minimum number of boxes you need to open to find out which one is labeled correctly? So they're all labeled? They're all labeled. Only one is correct. Okay. You would only need to open two. Because, like, say say you open the first one and it's the right one, then you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Say you open the first one and it's wrong. That leaves three left. You open another one and it's wrong. That means the only two left... Hang on. Yeah, I've drawn out a diagram. (laughs) Where I have one that is correctly and the others are not. Okay. Um, Is the minimum number of boxes to open? Yeah. You said... I guess it's three then. Well, that would be like the, like, that seems the too worst obvious. case. Well, the thing is, you only have to find out which one is labeled correctly. No, maybe. So it, if you, maybe it is I mean, two. If you open the apples boxes and there's bananas in it, and then you open the bananas boxes and you know there's tomatoes in it, then looking at the box labeled apples. You know it's gonna have early. bananas, and then the you know, carrots will like, have carrots. Okay, we've, I've already found one of those fruits, so the, the box that says it's that fruit obviously doesn't have it in it. Yeah, because we're looking at two pieces yeah. of evidence here. Yeah, so I think it so is think, two boxes. What did you say? I think it's two. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Great job. The answer is two. Good job on that one. Do you want to go right. ahead and do the hourglass puzzle? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Roll for sleeves. <clears throat> this is similar to last week. Using one seven-minute hourglass and one eleven-minute hourglass, oh, how can <laughs> how can you measure fifteen minutes? A seven and a what minute? Seven and eleven. Okay. You can easily remember that by thinking about the popular gas station. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm measuring 15 minutes. 15 minutes. I need okay. a, something to turn over. <laughs> okay. So we turn over, we turn over both. Uh-huh. Then when the seven minute runs out, we'll have four minutes left on the 11 minute timer. Yes. And we're trying to get to 15 minutes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then we can turn the seven one over again. And then when the four minute timer runs out, it's got three minutes left. And uh, how many minutes have elapsed? 11 so far. I see, I feel like we need to get back to the same thing where we're filling up a one minute. Mm, you know? Maybe. Because then we could do seven and seven and one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we can do it that way, though. 
Why not? Well, we'll see, I guess. So maybe, so we have four minutes left, but if we, so then we can turn, then we can get a three minute timer. Yeah, because we have the remaining time on the seven. Mm -hmm. 11 minutes have passed. And then, I mean, if we're turning over the, and this is how it worked last time, turning over the, like, larger timer again, we were able to measure out a minute because there was only a minute left on the small timer. In this case, we have three now, though, right? No, that's on the seven. Yeah, on the smaller so The 15, there the 11 minute one runs out when we get the three minute one. Yeah, but then turning over the 11 minute one again, we're filling up three minutes. Oh, I see. What versus, you, you know. Yeah. That's the kind of logic we had, had to use last week is like filling up a minute. But that so puts us at 14, and we don't have a way to get a minute. Yeah. So we're turning them over. Seven minutes have run. We have four minutes left. And again, we can fill up four minutes. Wait, oh. I think I got it. Yeah, I just got it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you just flip, you flip both and then the seven twice. Yep. Because there's like four minutes left. That's exactly I can see right. it in my head. I don't know if I described it right. No, Alex. yeah. You, you flip over the seven and the 11. Mm -hmm. And then you flip over um, them both again. Mm -hmm. And then when the seven minute runs out, or. God, I just had it. Yeah, we were so close. Flip them over. When the seven minute runs out, there's four minutes left on the 11. Yeah. So then turning over the seven again, we're filling up four minutes, right? So then when the 11 runs out, we flip it again, we flip uh, both of them, and then there's four minutes on the seven, and it'll bring us to 15, right? Uh, no, you only flip the seven twice. So you flip them both over, then flip them back, then when the four runs out, you flip the 11 over again, I believe. So when you say flip them back, when would you do that? So let me think. So you flip them both over, mm -hmm. then after seven minutes goes by, uh, you flip them both over, and then you let, um, So after seven minutes goes by, there's 11 minutes, or I'm sorry, there's four minutes left on the 11. Yeah. So why would you use both to measure seven minutes when you only need one? Yeah, I think you don't flip the seven minute over yet. You let the seven run out, and then you flip over the 11 again to get four minutes. To get four. And that puts us at 11. Mm -hmm. No, but, no, but I'm saying, like, when, whenever you um, are flipping over the 11 one again to get four minutes, you're also flipping out the, the seven one that had ran out, and then you're filling up four minutes. Oh, I see what you mean. To then flip and yeah. get the remaining four. 
bring us to 15. So when the four minutes run out, runs out on one, you flip over the other you one, you have get the four other minutes four minutes. Other. Yeah. Yeah. So eight plus seven is 15. Does that make sense, Alex? Yeah. Great job, guys. So you did it in three moves, right? Yeah. So great job. It's actually possible in two moves. Wait, really? Yeah. You have to think outside the box a little, a little bit. So you, you wanna... break the hourglasses. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh. It still involves flipping. Do you want to try and figure it out, it out, or do you want me to tell you? Hmm. Oh, I think, I think I got it. What do you think? So you flip them both. You flip over the eleven and let it run out, and then when it runs out, you flip them both. Now, oh, hang on. I feel like I had it. Um, I don't know, bro. You have to think outside the box, huh? You might even have to bend the rules a little bit. It's not, it's, there aren't really any rules, but you might have to. Think outside the box. Pour the sand into, from one end to the other. No, they still, (laughs) no hourglasses get harmed during the puzzle. Um, why don't you just tell us the answer? So, the trick is. set a timer. (laughs) You, well, the hourglasses are the timer. The trick is that you start, you turn over both, and then just, uh, ignore them, and then. So you you flip over both, but you think this doesn't count for the fifteen minutes yet, and then okay. once the small one runs out, that means in the uh, well once the uh, seven one rather runs yeah. out, that means that there's four left in the eleven one. Oh, okay. So at that point, you just flip it over. Uh, you flip it twice basically. to get eleven more minutes. Yeah, you flip it over to get a four minute timer. Uh-huh. And then flip it over to get an eleven minute time. Yeah. Ah. I I disagree. Ah. I don't think that's using two because you're technically flipping them over three times. Yeah. Are you? You have to turn the seven one to start it all out. Well, and to then, be fair, it doesn't say like in what position the hourglasses start in. That's true. I think it's safe to say they start not timing. <laughs> Okay. 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 Yeah, fine. maybe you're right. You, okay, I think maybe position. three was the the uh, least possible amount of turns you could do. So you guys yeah. did a great job. So, uh, thanks. Is it time for Josh's corner? It is time. Cool. The time has come. The hourglass ran out of the timer before Josh's corner. Josh's corner. Yep. I've been eagerly awaiting this this one. This is the the um, finale. The Season finale, exciting series conclusion. finale, exciting, exciting conclusion. conclusion. Yes, of the Mad, Mad Libs, Libs Atlantis adventure. Yeah. Um, so. I like it when they do exciting conclusion. <laughs> yeah. So I need four Mad Libs from you. Okay. I need first one is I need a fitness trend. Okay. Oh. Georgia, what you got? Trend. Fitness pizza in my mouth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know. Like, what about the most disgusting one, drinking a gallon of milk every day? Go mad. <laughs> what do you think, Ew, Georgia? That's a thing? Yep. Ew. I mean, I can't think of any other ones. I mean, there's that, like, bulletproof coffee put butter in your coffee. Ugh. That's what that is? Ugh. Yeah. Why is it bulletproof? Like, the fat helps you, like, absorb the... 
Interesting. Oh. I don't know. I, I see. don't do it. And it just I'm tastes good. good. <laughs> 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 they do it for the flavor. Yeah. I could see it being one of those things where, yeah, secretly it does taste really good. <laughs> How do you take your coffee? Uh, salt and butter? <laughs> uh, do we have butter? <laughs> this is a lo- loaded baked potato coffee. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sour cream and chives. Oh my gosh. So what do you think, Georgia? <laughs> Can I get like two pumps of chives? <laughs> <laughs> do you have can't believe it's not? <laughs> I like, yeah, what about coffee and margarine? Coffee Does and that margarine. work? That's definitely not a fitness trend. Yeah. yeah. I guess gallon of milk a day is morbid. Well, you do it for fitness reasons, right? To gain weight? Yeah. I mean, we could just be simple here and say CrossFit. That that's kind of the low-hanging fruit. That's, yeah, or, that's in default. this episode's case, low-hanging okay, hourglass. Um, Soul Cycle, that's probably pretty also low-hanging. What's something that's newer? CrossFit is a few years ago. Yeah, CrossFit is like so 2015. Peloton. <laughs> Peloton's a good one. I guess that's a brand. No, it's a movement. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so quick. <laughs> you think Peloton, Georgia? I'm up to date on my fitness yeah. trends. Yeah. Word of advice don't follow fitness trends, though. Yeah. yeah. If it's a trend, it hasn't been around for very long. And that means it's probably not a good idea. Yeah. 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 My dog doesn't think so either. Okay, cool. (laughs) Still need an answer, though. (laughs) You pick, Georgia. It's between Peloton and drinking a gallon of milk every day. Not that they're mutually exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) Do it right one right after the other. Yeah. Both at the same time. They good. sell a special attachment. That's, yep. it's in the shape of a, it's one of the hats. A milk jug. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay, I'm yeah. thinking it's one a, of those like beer can hats. It's a cup, <laughs> it's a cup <laughs> holder in the shape of a yeah milk jug. That'd be a heavy hat. Yeah, we'll just say Peloton. Okay, cool. Okay, okay now I need. This is kind of a two in one. Um, okay. I need um, one male and one female character actor from movies or TVs. Oh, Georgia, TVs. you're gonna be good at this a character you mean like somebody who's known for playing a particular type of character just kind of like a lesser known Mm -hmm. actor not Mm -hmm. a leading role not not typically has Uh, a leading role always a sidekick but not a villain well michael Caine would be a good example right um he typically plays the same character maybe michael Caine within the nolan acting troupe he's kind of more in the prestige actor (laughs) okay yeah milieu i think legacy yeah what about uh nicholas holt is he a character actor Uh, he's kind of like an up-and-coming c-list i would say (laughs) okay yeah he hasn't really had enough roles to be what about the thing about characters is they have a lot of roles like they've been Mm, in a lot what about like steve buscemi is kind of a classic oh he's the classic example what about (laughs) seth rogan yeah buscemi would be good i was also thinking like who's that Jay Baruchel. Jay Baruchel. Yeah, we don't like to talk about him. He was this. the lead in Sorcerer's Apprentice. How can he be a <laughs> oh, character actor? Oh, he's been a lead. Then, then and he's the lead in a franchise. Come on. That's right? true. How to yeah, Train Your does, Dragon? He does have his own French. Oh, that's right. He's, he's got a French. Of, yeah, yeah. What could we... We can think of something. What about... Uh, Seth Rogen is a good one. Uh, Michael Pena? Lead, Michael Pena is a good one. We need a woman, too. Oh, oh Okay. Um, you think of the you think of one and I'll think of the other, Georgia. Okay. Uh, 
it would, I, a woman who's always it, the sidekick. I feel like that'd be. Hmm. What about that's, uh? That's like Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you're right. Or Rebel not, Wilson. I suppose a love interest doesn't count, right? Rebel Wilson is actually a good example. Yeah. Also, like, I, you guys <laughs> might not know her, person. but you guys might not know her, but um, there's this actor named Margot Martindale, and mm. she's in a lot of like <clears throat> prestige dramas mm-hmm. where she always plays like the normal everyday looking middle aged woman who mm. is secretly the leader of a drug ring. I see. Or secretly a spy agency handler. Uh-huh. Or a that secret is a trope. Yeah, <laughs> she's see. played against. She's subverted expectations so much that to the only way she can subvert an expectation now is to be an actual. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Woman. I feel like maybe a good trick for thinking about this is thinking about people who have portray- who have played the president in movies. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. <laughs> ah. Yeah. I mean, I was gonna say like Carla Gugino or something. Carla Gugino is a classic, Who's yes, that? character actor. She's uh, Mom on Spy Kids. Mom on Spy Kids. Oh, yeah. Okay. America's Sweetheart. Okay. But Carla locked really. in. Okay. 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 Um, and Josh, Oscar Isaac's. Ooh, nope. He's now, a leading man. Now, what's the thing we say about Stop. Oscar Isaac? Uh, it's, it's one of his first big movie roles. <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't specifically reference a movie, so yeah. we can't say that. Ba- he basically Drive. he has like <laughs> he has like three Drive. movies where it's his first big movie role. Is that okay. what we we're saying about him? No, we're saying yeah, when we when we talk about a movie that has Oscar Isaacs in it, I always say that that was his first big one of role. his first big role. Yeah. <laughs> so that being said, Drive. Yes, that is one of his first big roles. Inside Lewin Davis. Sucker punch. I think he was a little more established. For okay, Sucker Punch. Yeah. Sucker What's punch, the third definitely. one? Um, Maybe it's just two. No, he was. Star Wars is after Lewin Davis. So that's another definitely... first. Another big one was uh, Most Violent Year. That was mm, okay. Early on in his career. I see. That was a good one. But he doesn't count. What about uh, the guy he plays opposite in Ex Machina? Does he count? Oh, uh, what is that guy's name? The little red-haired dweeby guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We're just looking for supporting actors. Yeah, this is tricky. What's a supporting actor? You can be a supporting actor without being a character actor. Well, a character actor is when someone is typically... Michael Shannon's a good one. Okay. Uh, Is a character actor when someone has made a career out of being a supporting... in supporting roles? Pretty much. I think... I could be slightly off on this definition, but... Or is it when someone just plays the same character a lot? I think that's... A different thing. That's oh, like okay. Being I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Pete Postlethwaite. Oh yes. Who's that? So he's the old guy on James and the Giant Peach. Oh. That okay. Swallows the that's worm. It. That's it. So no, that doesn't that's count. It. He's it. also oh, he's also in Inception. He's the old CEO yeah, he's, guy. He's actually in a lot. Pete Postlethwaite has. What about he's never been in a leading role? GGL. Uh, He's, he's, in, uh, he's had Dragon too many leading roles. Bad at this. Uh, we could do Pete Postlewaite and Carlo Giugino. Okay, cool. Okay, now we get, we kind of got need to get moving because this is a long one. Okay, got uh, it. I also need a food mascot. Now this can be like the Chiquita Banana Girl, mm-hmm, or yeah. it can be the Burger King. Yeah, it can be. Oh, I well, I immediately thought of like the Kool Aid Man. Kool Aid Man's a classic. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> what about the? Uh... I'm trying to think of something that's really funny. 
mm-hmm. that would just not that would be so hard to work in a story. So off the wall. I'm thinking something that just straight up, whatever Josh's story is, it just wouldn't work. Like so, the green, the green giant. He's so like several stories. Off the wall. Yeah, exactly. What about the uh, Land <laughs> Lakes Native American woman? Oh, she's th- she's not here anymore. She's. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, Morton Salt girl. <laughs> That's good. Because she's just... I guess that is technically a, a food mascot. Salt is food. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We can't think of more than salt, girl. Okay. That'll actually Let's do be it. really funny. Let's do it. Okay, and last one. I need another disgusting underwater animal. Oh, man. I should have researched. I figured there's so, so, many. so, there's so many. There are a lot. I'll throw you guys another I mean, one. most of them are. That's true. Sea monkey. Sea monkey. Too small. Too small. Well, it'll, whatever you guys say will work. Hmm. I'll make it work. Uh, what are those huge fish that just look like they're frowning all the time? They look like (laughs) a mistake. Sunfish. Yeah, sunfish. They're gigantic and they have like one fin that's like a rudder. Yeah, Yeah. and they have. That's not disgusting though. That's just kind of ugly and maybe a cute way. What's Uh, something you'd catch on Animal Crossing? I think you actually can catch one of those. Oh, probably. Maybe like yeah. a lamprey. Colacanth. Coelacanth. Those Coelacanth. are cool. Those are badass. Yeah. Uh, what about just like an anchovy? <laughs> Different easy. kind of disgusting. Too easy. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> That's funny. We can do that if you guys want to. Okay. Okay, sounds okay. good. I just feel like they're really harmless. Yeah. No, no, that'll be funny. Yeah. That'll be funny. Okay. 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 All right, locked in. Locked in. All four answers locked. Got it. Previously (laughs) on the Atlantis adventure, after being approached by a reclusive billionaire, your former partner slash ex-lover, Eleven Orlando, Orlando, went on an expedition (laughs) to find the lost city of Atlantis, but no one has heard from her in weeks. You joined a crew of adventurers and went to the spot where she was last seen, only to be attacked by disgusting creatures. The mm-hmm. goblin shark people. Yeah. Just when all hope is lost, your former partner rescues you, but now you have to find a way back to the surface. Mm-hmm. You must be 11, Mercedes Benzamos said. Thank you for saving us, said Gustav Gustafsson, your explosives expert. And I decided to tone down the cultural dialogue. <laughs> okay. All right. Which is maybe also kind of problematic in its own way. But... <laughs> oh, you had to tone it down? The, the fact that I had to tone it down, yeah. yes. Why are you silencing it? It's not exactly. you're silencing it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay. Yeah. You're whitewashing it. Erasure. If anything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anything I am whitewashing these. Any, let's move on. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you had all taken off your diving helmets now that you were safely inside the massive air bubble. Mm-hmm. No problem, Eleven said. Those goblin shark men are tough customers. <laughs> I'm glad you're all right, you say. Still a little peeved that your ex was the one who got to do the rescuing mm-hmm. while you were at the mercy of the Goblin Shark Men's plasma hammers. Yep. I am for now. The rest of my crew wasn't so lucky, Levin said. I'm sure you have a lot of questions, but I actually do need your help to get back to the surface. Hmm. Is this really Atlantis, you ask? To your surprise, one of the Bobtail Squid people began to speak. <laughs> Yes, it is, human. And I thought about doing, like, a bubbly voice for this. Yeah. Like, for y'all, for the <laughs> <laughs> That's good. No, no, too no, much, too much work. Too much work. Yeah. They, they have, like, a, 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 a
like a really sophisticated, like almost theory type voice. No, they have bubble voice. They have bubble voice. Well, they have mech suits, so obviously they're smart. So obviously they would talk like a butler. No, they actually, for story reasons, they don't have mech suits. They are just like roughly human shaped squids. Got it. And they, but they do have bubble. A little bit of a rat, but I won't. But all right. Yeah. Yeah. Please come with us, and all your questions will be answered. The squid people guide you to a large building in the heart of the city. Hmm. All around you, you can see other squid people going about their day, riding squid bicycles, <laughs> drinking kelp smoothies, and uh, riding their pelotons also. Oh, okay. Okay. That so one kind of didn't really fit. Not... <laughs> <laughs> wow, bikes and pelotons. Yeah, exactly. And also, one is completely stationary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can ride a peloton... But you'll have a hard time riding it around. Right. So I like to stay fit. Yeah. Peloton really caught on down here, Eleven says to you. <laughs> Finally, you arrive at what seems to be the palace. The squid people take you inside and kneel before the squid king and queen. Hmm. Your majesties, these service people were sent to rescue me, Eleven said. I believe they can help us. Very good, the squid king replied. Help with what, you ask? You seem to have things pretty well figured out down here. Yes, our society in many ways is more advanced than your service world, the Squid mm. King says. We have more TV channels, ice cream flavored toothpaste, oh. and every sandwich oh. is a submarine sandwich. Oh, I love it. Get it because they're underwater. <laughs> Although, why would they have to invent submarine? Never mind. Not important. <laughs> <laughs> There was even a time... They, it should be every every sandwich is a land <laughs> or sub... <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> there was even a time when we could go between our city and the service world whenever we chose. Hmm. But that all changed when the goblin shark people attacked. Man. Just now, hang on. I need, actually need a reminder. Well, who were the... We had Carla Gugino. Uh-huh. And, and Pete Possible. Pete Possible. Okay. Okay. Uh... See, okay. They destroyed our ships with their plasma hammers, the queen said. Man. Now we are stranded here, and so is your friend. Mm -hmm. I don't understand, Mercedes said. You said you used to go to our world, but I've never heard of squid people before. Or perhaps you have, the queen said. Amazingly, the king and queen began to transform before your eyes, morphing their squid-like features into a human appearance. <laughs> Pete Postlewaite and Carla Gugino? <laughs> saying disbelief. Wow. We squid people are natural shapeshifters, the king said. Hmm. In your world, you know us in our human forms as some of your greatest actors, musicians, and philosophers. Hmm. Yep, Eleven <laughs> said. Tilda Swinton, James Gandolfini, <laughs> Billy Zane, the Morton Salt Girl, <laughs> all squid people. <laughs> wow. You need to tell me that the girl who originally posed to be the Morton Salt Girl was a squid person. Yep. yep. <laughs> wow. Umbrella and everything. Wow. And many more, the Squid King added. Hmm. We are a peaceful pe people, more interested in the arts than fighting. Hmm. That is why we have kept our existence a secret, and why we are powerless against the Goblin Shark people. Hmm. Josh, can I interrupt? Go ahead. Can you please refer to them as the Squing and Squeen? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay, That's funny. That's very good. And actually very it's fun funny. To say. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what they were 
I think it is. We can retcon that. Okay, cool. Okay. I was right, able cool. to I was able to hide my submarine in an underwater cave, but it's deep in goblin shark territory, eleven mm -hmm. eleven said. If you can help me get back to it, we can return to the surface world and get help for the squid people. You hastily put together a plan. Luckily, uh, the squeeple. <laughs> yeah, the squeeple. okay, cool. Uh, pushing it. <laughs> luckily, <laughs> luckily, Gustav had a few bombs in his diving suit, but the rest of you would only have underwater scooters and harpoon guns. Hmm. As you're getting ready, you turn to Eleven. You know, I never forgave you for handing me that bag of chips and saying I could have the rest, only for it to be mostly crumbs inside, you said. Wait, is that... You guys probably thought I wouldn't use that. <laughs> that was from two episodes ago. I totally ago. forgot about Didn't that. Didn't come up until now. That's so... <laughs> what a callback. What a callback. Deep pull. You really, have you really haven't changed a bit, have you, Eleven says. <laughs> While you would love to rehash every argument the two of you ever had, it was time for the mission. Hmm, yeah. Thanks to Mercedes's navigational skills, you make it to the cave where the submarine was hidden. But just as Eleven said, the entrance was swarming with goblin shark people. Hmm. We'll need a distraction, you say. Just then, you notice a shadow passing over you. You turn around to see a giant anchovy hulking over you. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the anchovy king of the goblin sharks, Eleven says. Uh... <laughs> just go with it yeah <laughs> you take one of gustav's bombs and stick it to your harpoon then fire it toward the thing's open mouth instinctually the creature swallows it <laughs> go 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 you shout the goblin sharks and their king are right behind you but just as you make it to the mouth of the cave the king explodes and you make it to the sub safely hmm. epilogue the, the squeeple are grateful that you assassinated the enemy leader <laughs> you start a Okay, I'll stop. We, and it was an act of political violence. <laughs> you start a Men in Black style agency to help place Squeeple to help Squeeple blend into human society. Wow. Eleven goes back to adventuring. The mm. two of you try to make things work between you again, but you mm. quickly realize that your relationship was basically built on watching episodes of Frasier together. Yep. And without any new seasons, there isn't anything yeah. keeping you together. Mm. Yeah. Gustav Gustafsson gets his own TEDx talk. Mercedes Benz on TEDx talk. I thought it was Tad because Tadpole or something. <laughs> <laughs> so under in Atlantis, yeah. yeah, yeah. In Atlantis, they call them Tad talks. Yeah. yeah. Mercedes Benzonos goes on a dating show and has to marry an alt right Twitter troll for a month. Man. <laughs> Chuck McTaggart goes missing after trying to sneak into Area 51. Hmm. Okay. Aki Mitsurugi gets a job at SpaceX, but gets fired for making fun of Elon's son's name. Oh, man. The end. Wow. What a story. Wow. Nobody has a happy ending. Well. Except for the Squeeble. Yeah. <laughs> the Squeeble were maybe the only ones who deserve it. That's where it counts. That's, yeah. 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 That's true. Huh. Great ending, Josh. Thanks. Great ending and great epilogue. Great Thank you very much. Although, uh, you what you could have done is saved the um, the uh, in Indiana Jones, I guess. I was going to say the insert, but it's Indiana Jones. Yeah. And Orlando <laughs> uh, breaking up. Save that for the sequel, because I like oh. when the sequel starts and the two main characters are broken up. That is, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, that was a great corner. Uh, to close out the episode, this has been a really long one, but also a really great one. Georgia, can you give us a little, uh, teaser about 
next week's episode? Well, let's just say it's going to be pulling from the myths of ancient, I don't know how ancient it would be, but like, okay, it's going to be about Camelot, okay? Oh, wow. Okay. I was trying to formulate something that maybe had to do with like the quest for Camelot. I'm thinking tables. I'm thinking Yeah. 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 That's where Josh and I's thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. You thought about actually good narrative devices. Josh and I both immediately thought of tables. <laughs> so this kind of shows you why you're the one doing the reporting. Yeah. Yeah. So is this gonna be the last this next one gonna be the last uh, uh, the last ancient city we talk about, or is there more to to talk about? What do you think? I don't know. TBD. TBD. So, well, soon we need to do our um, Content Academy Making the Grade Schools Out summer series. Yeah. yeah. We need to have, like, a final exam. Oh, true. true. So, well, we're about... We could do... I mean, we can do we can do whatever. So, yep. TBD. That's right. It's, it's our, our podcast. podcast. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.